Blog Talk Radio. We have a book guest here tonight. 
Before we bring him in, we're going to talk about some other things as far as what is going to happen with nothing but the truth for next month. Mr. AG, let you know, my friend, we're going to talk about a few things lined up, and these can change at any time, folks, but they don't necessarily have to be changed. It depends on how people feel and how the ratings go for the show. Because a lot of people have been tuning in on the show and really been hitting it up. Did you know, Mr. LaVon and Mr. AG, that people were complaining about us? I just got an email tonight. Did y'all know that? No, I did not know that. Yeah, they're saying that we don't talk about serious issues. Okay. They're talking about uh, we supposed to uh, have a family show. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Is is that not the truth, Mr. LaVon? <laughs> yeah, I saw the email as well. It was ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> about we need to talk about issues that really are serious or whatever because they're thinking they want to make it PG. We can't necessarily always be PG with the content that we talk about because it's going to be serious. There's other people on there doing other uh, content, and some stuff they're actually doing illegal. And they were trying to scare people, but I'm like, you know, it's whatever. We're going to still promote the show. Now, I thank them for sending the email. They let me know that they took the time out to uh, listen to the show because they, we know we talk about the truth. I'm not going to stop talking about the truth because I can't sit here and lie. i got to look myself in the mirror every day. So I'm going to bring in truthful people. I'm going to talk about truthful issues, and I'm not going to sugarcoat it. So anyone out there listening, if you don't like the show, I mean, you can always tune off. But we're going to talk about serious issues. There's no playing around. There's no beating around the bush. I'm not a sugar-coating person. Mr. AG's not a sugar-coating person. And Mr. LaVon's not a sugar-coating person. And I also welcome them, Mr. AG. I ain't tell you this, but I told Mr. LaVon. I also welcome the people on that uh, site to come join us, and we'll talk about a serious issue because we do have a few lined up right here. I have a few of them right here. It's called, you know, I'm going to have them listed anyway for the month of March. One topic possibly could be, like, things should men watch out for when dating girls in their early 20s. Women who have lost a real man in their life and didn't realize it until it was too late. The dumbing down of the youth. Hear me? The dumbing down of the youth in the 21st century. Men who think they are players. Why does fire... Why does the fire burn out in relationships? Those are serious issues right there because you got a lot of stuff that's going on out here. But I'm not going to talk too much about it. I just wanted to let you know what we have lined up, folks. Now, again, you know the number. It's 646-716-7911. I don't want y'all to back down. I don't think anyone was raised to be a punk or anything or a coward. We're welcome your opinion, but don't sit there and get upset if we're talking about the truth, if it affects you. I know the truth hurts. The truth hurts. No one say the truth is going to always be pretty. It hurts worse than breaking a bone in your leg. It can hurt. But the whole thing is we're trying to evaluate the truth and get your minds right so you can realize if you're messing up or realize if there's another alternative. Do you have any thoughts about that, guys? Or any opinions? Well, this is this is AG guys. Um, yeah, and um, I'm pretty sure uh, he said everything that needed to be said. I mean, we're gonna talk about the truth, and um, 
Uh, we pick up issues that are really, really going on between the youth of today and um, not, not only the youth, but every single person that we meet, every single person that we know. Um, we're not going to focus on just one one issue and, let's say, politicals, uh, politics uh, issues. We're not going to stick to just that we're going to talk something about that. Uh, we're not just going to talk about government. We're not just going to talk about economics. Uh, our topics are going to vary, and sometimes, you know, are going to be, like, a little bit off topic, and um, and we're going to be talking on shows about things that some people might think they're not, they're not that serious, but a lot of people uh, are going to think that it's really serious, and we're going to talk about them because in this, uh, there are some things that need to be said and need, need to be understood. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Mr. LeVar, what are your thoughts? Um, in reference to what specifically? Anything about the letter that you want to say or about what um, I said or what AG said? Okay, I guess uh, basically my response is the same as before when I, when I was talking to you and how to talk to those people. It's kind of ironic that they want to talk about us not talking about serious things we're talking about let's see here um, unprotected sex issues we're talking about actually being responsible students when it comes to managing your life in college we're talking about politics and stuff I mean we we talked about the whole what is it the McCain and the Obama campaigns and whatnot yeah. we get we give a lot of perspectives on so many different kinds of things we've talked about sexism we've talked about a lot of different issues when it comes to relationships. We talk about abuse. We've talked about so many things. We've had guest artists, I mean, guest um, speakers up here, especially the one member who died recently. Yeah, We've had so many Shannon. serious things to talk about here. Exactly. We're not playing around with, with this kind of stuff, so just ignore those people. It's clear that they don't pay attention to what's going on. Uh, I don't back down. I mean, oh, yeah, we talked about all kinds of um, facts, about actual ways that people have come to perceive us and correcting those problems when it comes to race and society. So, exactly. Now, tonight we're going to have a guest that's going to talk about money as far as y'all getting your monies right. And the topic of the show tonight is called Financial Infidelity in a Relationship, Are You In One? That's very important right there for the people who think we're not talking about anything important. Financial infidelity is very, very crazy. And let me give you the synopsis of this. A lot of people do not know what to do when it comes to facing a recession, especially when it deals with a couple hoarding their money from one another. The term financial infidelity is a hard swallow pill with millions of people losing their jobs. Just listen up as our special guest, Joe McDonald, author of Lotto, explains and help you realize if you are in a relationship with someone who is holding back. And I'm going to go ahead and let uh, Mr. LeVon read a little bio about um, Joe McDonald, if you can. All right. Um, Joe McDonald, he's an author and former insurance professional with more than 30 years' experience as a broker. During his time in the insurance industry, he witnessed how the vices of greed and wealth led to the st- devastating consequences through bad investments and financial irresponsibility. His new novel, Lotto, um, by Ovation Books, um, was published in January 2009, deals with good fortune gone awry. And the book Lotto 
um, pretty much follows this character by the name of Michael Collins. He's the average guy who finds himself in a world of trouble after picking up this um, winning $23 million lottery ticket, and he decides to keep it a secret from his unfaithful wife and gets the help of Norm Feinberg, a lawyer who has lost his retirement savings due to bad financial advice. And so while Collins is trying to cheat his spouse out of the money, Feinberg pretty much devises a plan to swindle his client out of the jackpot itself. Wow, it's crazy. It's crazy for real. Let's bring Joe in. Joe, are you there? Yeah. Yes, I am, Evan. <clears throat> Glad to be on your show. Hey, Joe, thank you for being on our show. We had to go ahead and address some of those issues, but your book, it sounds like, wow, you know what I'm saying, because a lot of people are doing that. <laughs> well, some are, story. I guess, yes. I mean, right. times to get bad. But tell, tell us more about the book. We want to hear from your your perspective. What made you write this book, you know? Well, um uh, it started with just one idea. Essentially, it was uh, could a lot of winner hide his winnings from his family, uh, uh, principally his wife. And uh, the idea kind of grew from that to uh, not only could he, how could he do that, but it over the years, and you might have have, have noticed this yourself, uh, occasionally you'll read in the paper about a lotto winner that uh, in one or two years is broke, maybe bankrupt, divorced, uh, uh, fallen on hard times, and you'd wonder, well, how can that be? He, he was such a lucky fellow to have won the lottery in the first place, and now look at him. And uh, it comes to uh, what uh, psychologists call the sudden wealth syndrome, where people who aren't used to having a lot of money uh, suddenly find themselves they've got it and they don't know how to manage it. And and because of their poor management, uh, their life takes a a turn in the wrong direction. But anyway, uh, rather than have the character in this book actually come in uh, in in control of the money uh, we i have him uh, losing it before he even gets it and then uh, but his life his life gets uh uh, uh frustrating and and uh, rather terrible in a lot of ways uh following uh, following the loss of his his winnings so wow. that's kind of where the story goes and in the end, there's redemption, and, and uh, but he doesn't get his money back. But anyway, uh, uh, it makes so an he, interesting story. So basically, you're saying during the whole process that when he's won in the process and stuff, he doesn't even touch the money at all before. Never does. Wow. That sounds like a lot of people out here. Because <laughs> in North Carolina, state of North Carolina, has stories about people losing their mind over the lottery. And they well, that's up, true. They yeah. basically losing I, it. It was a, it was some stuff that was going. On. It's not necessarily the lottery. There was some stuff back in the day, uh, in North Carolina about this guy. I don't know if you saw him, saw Mysteries or, or American Most Wanted. Guy used to work for uh, what's the name of it, Levon, uh, Loomis Fargo, 
and he yeah. was the inside man. He took all that money, and the whole thing was he posted. He can't take it to Mexico, of course. Not right then, all that money like that. He stole about seventeen point two million mm-hmm. out of the vault, and he took some people to help him ship it out. The thing was, he didn't get to take it on the plane. They gave him enough money to give him a ticket to Mexico and a few thousand dollars. Apparently, and he did it. it was originally his lady's idea that he was missing with, but she's leaving him. And the guy who was in charge of money was trying to kill him. And he was for the FBI to take him back because the guy planned on trying to kill him. Quite a story. And he didn't never get none of the money. I thought you got it from there. I mean, it wasn't the lottery te- technically, but I heard, like I said, we really did hear about that because the dude used to live in Kings Mountain, North Carolina. <laughs> well, mean, you do, yeah, you do uh, run across stories like that, and and you'll sometimes read about celebrities who they could be sports heroes or. Uh, movie stars that suddenly become rich and and then their life gets a little wild and and out of control uh dot com millionaire sometimes it happens to them too so it's uh it's not an unusual thing it it uh it's out there that's true let me see if mr a g has something i have a moment you for a second mr a g are you there yes i am you have any questions for joe um, well, not right now, man. I mean, I'm pretty sure that as the conversation develops, well, I'm going to have some uh, questions, but uh, right now, right now, yeah, I don't have any. Yeah, we're passing around the mic for you, Joe. That will make sure everyone has that question. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I might be able to uh, stimulate a little uh, discussion uh, by talking about how prevalent the financial infidelity is in marriage. Uh, GMAC uh, did a survey, and I believe it was the Roper organization that did one too. And uh, they found that about 40% of married couples, uh, there's some degree of financial infidelity going on there. And, and you'd never expect it to be that that high but uh, and in, and I should add that in many cases it's not really a significant problem it could be something like the wife uh, saving up a little grocery money to buy a new tablecloth or something like that well that's not going to break down a marriage but uh, attorneys that have spoken to this subject have, have uh, stated that about 26% of the divorce cases that they see uh, relate to financial infidelity. And strangely, they say, it's a problem that's more difficult to resolve for married couples than marital infidelity, where one one of the spouses is doing a little fooling around. Uh, and I think the reason for that is in financial infidelity, you have a loss of trust. One of the spouses is being dishonest with the other. In the case of marital infidelity, you, you, it's not unusual to find that both of the spouses are willing to accept some degree of, of the blame. 
the wife may feel that she's been too cold uh, uh, or indifferent, the husband uh, uh, too wrapped up in his career, and the wife looks for for excitement someplace else. Uh, it, it, that's that's often the case in in marital infidelity, where you have both spouses who, to some degree, have have contributed to the to the situation. In the case of financial infidelity, though, it's not that way. You've got one who's being dishonest and uh, the other one who feels betrayed. Uh, uh, and it's, it seems that it's much harder to overcome that. Uh, the, the betrayed member of the marriage uh, just has trouble resolving that issue. Uh, it's pretty tough to uh, to forgive and forget, and, and in the back of their mind they're always concerned that, well, this is going to keep on happening, he's going to do it again, that sort of thing. So it's it's a problem that not many people talk about. It's interesting that you've got it on your show today, and a lot of people out there that listen to it, uh, they may know of someone who who faces that problem right now. But yeah. uh, I was but anyway, was yeah, one, so it's it's an issue. Yeah, I was going to say it was one big thing that happened that a lot of people saw. And I know, like you said, it happens a lot. It was with the incident with Shaquille O'Neal's, uh, I think his ex-wife now, that she was just taking money here and there over the years, up to like 200 mil from him. Yeah. And up leaving them like that. Well, he ended up divorcing her, but she basically betrayed him. He didn't know what was going on. Until they got in there and said, wait, where's this money going? And she would have taken it, hiding it. And basically, she would give it to her lover, her other lover. <laughs> so yeah. it it really threw a lot of people off, like, what in the world? I mean, I see it happen. Now, I was talking to people at church, and I was curious. Let me, let me ask you this about, you know, people putting their money together to, like, from what I'm, I talked to, the person was like, my wife and me have an account together, but then we have two separate accounts, hers and then she, I got mine. What do you think about that? Well, that's not a bad idea where you have two income families, especially if they're both making pretty good money. Uh, then uh, she has her own bank account, he has his, and she can spend money out of her account uh, pretty much any way she wants to. The key to that, though, to get it to work right, is that they both agree to their joint budget, the the rent or the, or the mortgage payment, uh, grocery bills, uh, utility uh, bills, things like that. They, they agree that those are shared expenses and maybe shared 50-50 or some other, some other way, but but they agree that um, they're both going to contribute their share to to those, and uh, and then beyond that, uh, they can uh, uh, pretty much do it whatever they they choose with their with their separate income. Uh, the uh, the problem comes when when you just have one wage earner and and he's able to uh, uh, keep. Uh, Part of part of his income secret from his wife or vice versa. Usually, you find that the men uh, that are doing this are either gambling or uh, they're having an affair on the side. Uh, 
men that men that are involved in an affair are are almost always going to be guilty guilty of financial infidelity as well. They're using it obviously to uh, uh, cover the expenses uh, with their girlfriend. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people are just like, I don't know what to do. Because for the guys here, me, Mr. LaVon, AG, we wonder about some of these people. Like some of the girls, because we're younger guys, some of these girls come off want to know about what the person has already in their pocket. And not necessarily being like a bad thing. Is it? Just probably want to know is this person always blowing that money, but then you got others that's going here or there to try to get money from that same person, like, you know, give me this, give me that, and the guy doesn't realize what's going on, what would be a good time to pick up on something like that? What would be some signs that you would probably say? You know, I know in the book that you have, you're just saying that the guy thinking he's going to get away with it. What were some early signs that he saw that it wasn't going that way? Right. Well, if the if it's the wife that's the guilty person, um, usually the woman is some kind of a some form of a shopaholic, and mm-hmm. spending money gives her a high, just like drugs give some people a high, and uh, uh, she'll she'll go out and maybe buy clothes for herself, or sometimes they're just buying things for the house. But uh, she's doing it on her own, and she she uh, I, uh, one case that uh, I read about, uh, this woman ran up a, a thirty thousand dollars in credit card debt, and it uh, she kept trying to shuffle money around from one account to another to to keep it hidden. But of course, when it reached that level, she couldn't. He finds out, and then they had to try to figure out. How to resolve it? Wow, that's crazy. That's crazy for real. I mean, I have some people. It sounds similar to some churches back here, where the pastor had a lot of money, the church and this and that, and the wife or someone in the church took that money from him. And he thought, now he was going to squander it anyway, from what people were saying, buying cars and stuff like that. But someone already took them out. What would you say about that as far as if someone told on someone like that? I mean, like if they're a couple and the the pastor is doing his thing, anyway, he he shouldn't be doing, but the wife catches it. What what would you recommend for the lady right there as far as her being being concerned about what's going on? Because he might be her money as well, too, because I had that pop up to me. Well, a woman was at my job, my other job, and she was saying she did everything her husband asked. She cooked, she cleaned everything, and she worked a little bit, but he managed to take all her money and walk out on her. Well, that's a pretty tough situation to resolve because it sounds like, from the way you described it, uh, he's he's not too likely to change his style. And... Uh, I think that that marriage is headed for for uh, failure, and, and she might as well just get out. That, that it doesn't sound like a very friendly uh, piece of advice, but but uh, 
unless she thinks that uh, he he can uh, admit what he's done and and they can set up some kind of a, a system of where where they, they both are watching the money and she has access to the financial statements and the bank accounts and things like that uh it's it's going to be pretty hard for her to to try to bring this thing around i would guess that the parishioners themselves uh the aldermen and the the leaders in the church would probably if if they hear about it they're they're going to want to take some action as well Exactly. That, I had that to bring that up. Yeah, he may he may be just uh, preaching to himself next Sunday. This is crazy. Hey, Mister LeBeau, your question? Uh, you probably got a question over there. Um, I guess because uh, I've been listening. So, um, what made you want to get interested into um, the insurance field? Well, I guess that's not too hard to answer. Um, after I got out of school and after I got out of the service, uh, I was with a large corporation for a while, and I found that I that I didn't uh, really care for getting moved around. We, we we made six moves in five years, and that was good in one way. It, you got a little bit of, a little bit more money each time you moved, and it was supposed to be a mm-hmm. A kind of a promotion, but we, my wife and I, uh, wanted to settle down someplace, and we wanted to raise our kids and let them go to school in the same schools and not get moved around so much. But anyway, I had relatives in the business, and so they invited me in, and and that's how I ended up there. Well, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Let's see. Okay. Question about this as far as the the story goes. With your character of writing this book, the things expired people that just came up to you all life and just told you their story and then you know a good book or different things inspire different people to do things such as a book. I mean on my show, what I did on my show a lot to me telling about the issues about their relationships and stuff like that. And it does inspire me to go ahead and do a show. So, what, you know, what in some ways influence of, of the character Mike Collins that you picked up, me in particular? Evan, you're breaking, you're breaking up. I'm, not, I, I'm, I'm, I'm having trouble understanding your question. I was saying, okay, I'm sorry about the, about the break up here. I was saying basically what was the particular influence for the character Michael Collins as far as um, oh, okay. creating. Where did that character come from? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, well, he's a composite. Some of Michael Collins' uh, uh, personality is mine. And, okay. and, and not too much, but some is. Uh, some of it, some of it was my father's, and and the the um, uh, the part in the beginning of the book where he's more concerned about cheating his wife out of her share of the money, uh, that that came from um, a guy that I knew in the in the service. 
Okay. And it's sort of a composite of of, of those three people. Wow. Wow, man. Michael Collins doesn't doesn't take life too seriously. You kind of notice that he's he's kind of floats along and takes things as they come, and and he 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 does he's not really putting a, uh, the, his best effort at, at his job even. And I'm a little bit like that. Uh, I'm I'm I, I'm a little too easy about some things, and <clears throat> some things I should uh, I should. Try harder, do a better job, uh, be be uh, more determined, and and uh, uh, I, and I'm not always that way. In writing, uh, you it's it's you you have to kind of bear down then, and and I find I can do that. But uh, over the years, I've I've been kind of uh, kind of loose about stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All of us have slightly, you know. I mean. Comes with the job, I mean. Well, I, I can understand what you're saying with the character. I mean, there's some guys, a lot of guys, I had a lot of younger guys that well, were trying to do that to get away from a girl. It's like if they blow up or become famous or whatnot, you know, I, I ain't going to say that's the lottery. This is part of if someone gets their big break. Sometimes they do forget about the the value of stuff. But I know, like you say, the guy didn't like his wife because his wife was scheming and whatever. It still bit him in the butt. He should just came off clean or just broke it off <laughs> if he could. Yeah, that, that's right. We had we had two infidelities in that story. We the wife was was uh, having an affair with her boss, mm-hmm. and uh, Collins Michael is going to cheat her out of her money. So they both have. They're both doing a little bit of uh, dirty work there. Wow. It is something. I'm telling you, something for real. Hey, Mr. A.G., I know you got something to say. Well, yeah. Um, I do have a, a question, and it's a very direct question, and it's, um, it'll be what, or what, are, what are the signs that we need to look for whenever... Uh, we think that somebody is cheating us um, when talking about uh, money. Like um, like if if in a relationship uh, a couple is getting really serious, what are the things that they need to look for whenever they think that the other person is cheating them and when it comes down to money? Well, that's a good question. Um, the things that um, that you should be that you should look for is uh number one does the spouse does have a separate charge account a separate credit card or even a separate bank account and uh the next thing would be uh if he has uh, a separate account like that or he ha does he have the statement sent to him at the office so that the wife isn't seeing uh, how much money is going into that account or where it goes. Uh, does does he, if the man is the one who prepares the uh, tax returns, does he uh, kind of rush her through signing? Uh, maybe doesn't let her see all the 
schedules that are attached, things like that. Just here, hurry up, Sonny, sign this, and i got to get it in the mail. So she doesn't get a chance to look at their income tax return to see how much money they're making. Um, in the case of the mail, uh, what, uh, suspecting the wife of something, uh, uh, she's prob- she could have a separate account, too, if she, especially if she has uh, a separate income. But uh, if she doesn't, then uh, he might notice new items appearing in the closet, uh, clothes that she hasn't, new clothes that she hasn't talked about, or new things around the house that uh, he might wonder, well, where did this come from? How long have we had this? Uh, is she running up charge accounts or credit card accounts? Or is, in one case that I read about, the wife got access to uh, uh, their uh, IRA account and was pulling money out of their IRA. So those wow. are things you could look for. Then um, most people, as as you guys know, when you're getting married, you're you're it's exciting times. You've got a lot of of uh, things going on, getting ready for the wedding, and 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 probably uh, some lust or passion in there. And it's it's it would be pretty unusual for people to start thinking of, about financial infidelity at a time like that. But it's not a bad idea to think a little bit about it, especially if one of the partners has a bad credit record. And if the other spouse knows about that, then the two should get together and establish a firm budget on where the money is going to go. They should also decide who can spend money without the other's approval. And, uh, well, they both can, let's say. Well, then set a limit. Maybe it's $50 or $100, but agree that neither one will spend more than that without the other person knowing and agreeing. And uh, if they do that and if they have a joint review, they agree to have a joint review of all the financial stuff like uh, tax records and and, uh, W-2s and so forth, then they're going to have a lot better chance of not getting into trouble in the first place. But it's hard to talk to people when they're just getting married about things like that. You know, they've they've got other exciting things on their mind. Yeah, I, I, I totally see what you're saying. Um, yeah, whenever they're getting ready, the financial stuff is not something or a topic really good to talk about because they're... Uh, you know, there might be things that there's some of, one of them won't talk about or, and, you know, they don't want to get um, mad at each other and stuff like that. But in myself, myself, I do believe that um, a budget needs to be established. Just like you mentioned uh, in, in your answer, it needs to be established um, before, the, before the marriage actually happens. I mean, it's not going to be exactly, exactly. And it doesn't have to be like a, a big budget, but, you know, just talk about things that are going to be, you guys are going to be expending and uh, some things that you're going to have to have a month and you're like monthly bills, your mortgage and all of this. 
So I'm pretty sure um, that that's, that needs to be something uh, to be talked about before the marriage actually happens in knowing a couple. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's a good idea to do that, and if they do, the marriage has a much better chance of success or at least avoiding uh, problems regarding money down the road. Oh, yeah. Well, guys, it's been great to be on your show. Do you have any other questions for me? I'm kind of taking up a lot of your time here. I know you've got other issues you want to get into. Uh, is there anything else that that I can answer for you? Yeah, I think you as well. Well, I mean, in my opinion, I know Vaughn got something to say, but I'm just saying, my opinion, I think you really did touch up on the younger guys out here listening to the show. So, they can think about it. And also, they need to get your book called Lotto. That's that's the whole thing. I mean, I like your book. I'm about to purchase it tonight. Well, good. I hope you enjoy it, Kevin. Well, thank you Mr. for having me on your show. It's, I think it's Mr. LeBond has something to say. Oh, LeBond, well, yeah. go ahead. Oh, thank you, sir. I just had, you know, one more question because um, throughout my experiences and in observing, you know, the way people deal with different issues, especially when it comes to finances, and relationships, I was just wondering, did you did you have any um, ideas on why people develop these problems? Because I noticed that in some cases, a lot of times, especially with men who commit issues of financial infidelity, sometimes it deals with, like, insecurity because they feel like they're not really fulfilling the roles that they're supposed to as the man in the um, typical nuclear family. How do, how do you um, come to see the whole situation? Well, you're right. Um, usually, the there's there's uh, personality issues or defects that that uh, the man will be bringing to the marriage in the first place. Uh, he may already be a gambler, uh, or he may have an inclination towards gambling. Uh, and gambling, as as you may realize, can can be like an addiction. And uh, gamblers will say, "Well, I I don't quit gambling until it's all gone." And uh, uh, I remember a gambler <laughs> friend of mine said, and and he played the horses, and and sometimes he and I would go out to the track, and he'd say, "Boy, I hope I break even today because I really need the money." And uh, I always thought that was kind of amusing. If you really need the money, you shouldn't even be at the track. But the wives can have insecurity issues, too. And just like people who have drug problems usually have some personality problems, they may feel insecure, there may be things in their past that 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 uh, are troubling them and drugs are an outlet for them uh, it, it it's nearly always that way and then then addiction comes along and and uh, a wife can can find that that she's actually addicted to shopping and buying things and she gets a high and uh, she gets a high and then for a while she can uh, She'll feel bad about what she's done, and and uh, she'll go for several days or even weeks without without going on another shopping spree, and 
and uh, but she, the depression is there and it's gnawing at her just like an appetite for drugs and uh, so she has to answer by going out on another spree uh, and the guy gambling is the same way uh, so it's it's kind of like that it's 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 the problems that that uh, all of us to some degree have uh, back in our in our, that make up our personality and the way we the way we react to people and the things we do sometimes uh, it doesn't make a lot of sense and it's counterproductive but uh, uh, and and in many cases it leads to guys. Uh, involved in activities that uh, force them to uh, become uh, a financial cheater. I don't know if I've answered your question or not, but but uh, well, well, you've you've done a brilliant job, sir. I really appreciate it. You know, it's, it really helps to have people that have been in the field and have you know dealt with a lot of different cases, being able to offer their you know advice and whatnot and their own insight on a situation, especially, you know, during a time when our economy isn't doing so well for some people in some areas yeah, for a lot of people. in our country. Yeah. Well, thank uh, you again, working. guys, and, and good luck with your show. Uh, I've got right. another appointment coming up now that i got to get ready for, so I appreciate the opportunity to, to talk with you all and, and, uh, uh, and get a plug-in for my book, and I appreciate you doing that. And uh, good luck to to, to each of you. Thanks, right, thank you. Okay, bye bye. Excellent, 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 excellent for real. I think he really did touch on a lot of things, folks out there. If you wasn't paying attention, listening, I he talked about how some of these people with the bad credit out here. You know, like he said, y'all really do be tightened down. That's a perfect example of what we're talking about as far as what is going on here. You know, financial infidelity, you know, getting high off the money. Like I said, man, don't let that money make you. You make the money, but don't let that money make you. What's your final thoughts, uh, Mr. A.G.? Well, yeah, we did talk about a lot of stuff, um, good stuff. By the way, um, you really need to um, think about your future when it comes to your money and whenever you're trying to get into a serious relationship and thinking about marriage, you really need to think, what are you doing to help the other person? What's the other person doing to help you get everything together and so you can have a healthy relationship not only emotionally but financially as well. So there are good good things, good uh, things to hear and um yeah, just go buy that book so you can read some more on it. I know that man because I mean he was talking some serious stuff. A lot of people think that it's some big joke like, well y'all really need to answer the questions and this and that. Yeah, yeah he did. He really fell into what we want to talk about now in the final half right here. The whole thing about the financial situation with the economy is that a lot of people are hoarding money around and stuff, and some people are selling their bodies to do that. And now it goes from financial infidelity to just plain out infidelity. I mean, is it worth it? Is it worth money? A lot of people are like, yes, yeah, it is, but we don't get tricked up those things of that sort. 
far as getting your money right, I think you get your money right and stop around. So I ain't saying go out there and do it. You need to do your money legally and do it right because everyone knows if you don't do it, you know, you're going to get caught up. And no one wants to be caught up. No. I'm not trying to be on cheaters. I don't know about y'all out there. I'm not trying to be on cheaters. I'm not trying Definitely not. No. I'm, I'm really, <laughs> yeah, I know it sounds funny, but. It's serious, so I'm really glad we had him to speak and whatnot because it's a serious situation. And one of my relatives, in fact, has had some issues because um, because of the way the economy is. She hasn't been able to find a job. She has an excellent resume. She's put out hundreds, literally hundreds of um, different resumes of people and stuff, and they won't hire her because of fear of this whole situation that's going on right now. And it's been real tough because she's had to depend on her um, boyfriend and everything, and so... You know how that is, especially when you're a person that's finally gotten that independence that you're looking for in your life. You don't ever want to be pushed into that corner where you feel like you're pretty much somebody's um, extra baggage and stuff when you're like that. So it definitely can breed a lot of feelings of insecurity on both sides. And I think it's just important to always stress the importance of having trust. I noticed one person put up here on the comments, in the chat board that um, they were talking about how people, how some people are just taught to hide money. So, I mean, it's just what they have to do because they can't trust that their men or something like that. And I'm thinking to myself, when you're in a relationship, trust is not a one-way road. It's two-way. It's mutual. You both have to have something to commit to each other in order for that trust to get through. And that thing that you have to commit includes honesty when it comes to it and one way that we can get rid of that problem when it comes to financial infidelity is by, is by how did you say, implementing honest policies, ways of thinking, ways of living. Even if we make silly decisions, because we're always going to make silly decisions every now and then. Some of them might be small. Some of them might be large. But that, get some counseling from a financial advisor that will help you manage your money, take good care of it, help you get your taxes done right so you don't end up owing Uncle Sam anything. We have to learn how to be much more responsible people financially because when stuff like this happens, I mean, hey, there's nothing we can do about it. We're pretty exactly. much trapped. And but we don't need to be doing that. My own thing is what makes it so funny is that these people say they don't trust the person that they're with, but they trust them, like, in the bed as far as you don't know what that person might have. You trust them that way, but you don't trust them with the money. And it's kind of twisted because it's your health. In fact, so when people look at their money, you also need your health too. Don't say, "Well, I don't trust one money, but I let them hit her all." That <laughs> that doesn't add up. I mean, that's the whole situation here. I mean, folks, it, like Levon say, it's not a one-way street. Trust got to be a hundred percent or nothing at all. And a lot of people say, I can't trust them. And, well, you should never pursue a man. You should never be in a relationship until I understand you can't give everyone your trust. You can't give everyone your eggs and stuff that you meet. But the one that you that qualifies, you have prospects, you have qualifiers, and then you actually have the client. When you get down to the client, you should give that person that trust because you got to let them uh, earn trust then that. But as far as the person earn trust and they don't do anything wrong to you, you shouldn't take that 
and hold that against a person. That's very dangerous. And with this money thing, if you let money come between y'all, that's the devil right there. Don't don't let that happen. Don't let money, don't let that one we can't take with us when we die hurt us. Because if you do, it's going to be the downfall of all of us. If you have any questions, uh, feel free to call in. The number is 646-716-7911. We're having an open discussion about this financial infidelity, and we're getting it more into the relationship right here. Just set it up, and we're about to smack it down here as far as setting up everything goes with relationships, infidelity, everything. What's your thoughts, Mr. A.G.? Yeah, man, there's nothing much to say about trust between a, a couple getting into a really serious relationship. Um, trust would be the main thing that's going to give you the better chance of standing any kind of problems that you're going to face in a relationship. Um, you know, and talking about everything is a key uh, to uh, becoming or come to an understanding with each other on the things that you are going to do in the future and in, and then to and the today so you can make better decisions. So conversating, talking about everything, talking about what you would like to do, what you're thinking about doing with the other person financially, emotionally, I mean with anything, the key to everything is getting that trust through conversation in a couple. So financially would be the same thing. Uh, talk to that, talk to the other person about what you're thinking about doing with your money, uh, what you think you should do to make it better, to make the situation better, the situation that you're in right now. And um, so, you can, so you can both be happy in the relationship, not only emotionally, but financially as well. Plus, but um, whatever um, you guys were talking about as well, whenever you said that um, how can you say I don't trust him or her with my money, but I can trust her or him enough to get in my bed and, you know, and fool around with, that's, that doesn't make sense at all, guys. So, yes, just be, just be careful. Exactly. Don't get caught up in no no nonsense, because a lot of, a lot of people out here are thinking, well, we can get away with doing all this nonsense. No, you can't. It's gonna eventually catch up with you. It might not get you today. It might not get you tomorrow. But down the road, when you need to get somewhere crucial, it's gonna hold you down. That's why I tell girls just to uh, the wrap up. Let the dude wrap up. Don't let him go up in there. You don't know, guys. I mean, do that stuff as far as. Supporting your money. That makes me think about depression. People start putting their money in cans and sticking it in the outhouse and stuff like that. We got to come up out of that. I mean, if you're a person, then y'all should not even try to be together. It's worthless. There's no point of doing that. No point wasting your time doing that nonsense. Let's make something happen. Let's make it right. It's not a confident or nonsense. It's stupid. That hurts all of us. Let's just make things right, get it right, and get it going. Because all we got to do is keep it real. 
get caught up in no nonsense stuff. I mean, it's all good, but we got to be uh, with our head if it works out right. I know a lot of people going to be crazy. I mean, this about being here tonight. Take a deep breath. Be cool with it. Don't get caught up in those nonsense stuff. Let's make sure everything works out right. Let's make sure that we're doing things correctly. And let's make sure that we call our standards. Because when you let your standards fall, you lose. I don't care if it's just for one second. Well, what's the point of having standards? Our, our parents have standards. Why can't we do the same thing? So if you're sitting here dealing with someone who ain't going to look right, they're going to I'm saying, go out and just, I got this and that. But as far as together and serious, like marriage and consideration, what I'm thinking about, don't do not do that. That's stupid. You're going to have a deception, like, I'm going to mess with you. It's kind of nutty. What I got, got to say. Anything? Well, I would say something. Yeah. Um, well, same thing that you said, but uh, then again, something that you really need to think about is if you're thinking about getting together with someone and um, you don't trust enough enough that person to, you know, with your money, with your financial situations, um Really think about what's going to happen with you two in within six years. Because you don't, I'm pretty sure you, um, you want to get better in your financial situation, your, your pocket, and your emotional, uh, you know, situation. You got to be, you, you want to get better at everything. And um, think about what's going on right now. Uh, talk about everything, make a budget of what your spendings are, what your incomes are, and so you can be prepared to any situation that can come up in the future because you don't end within, I don't know, a year, two years. After all this planning, after all everything being all good and always laughing and happiness around you guys, planning the wedding, planning the honeymoon, you don't want that to crash down, you know, in a couple of weeks or a couple of years because you're, you're supposed to be planning this for the rest of your life because the person that you're planning this with is, the, is supposed to be the one you love. And the one you love is supposed to be the one person that you really trust. And they need to trust you back as well. So we really need to pay attention to all of this so we can be happy in our lives and and not be happy for a moment and be miserable for the next six years. Exactly. What about you, Mr. Levani? Uh, I don't really have you know, much to say. I mean, we've pretty much said it all, so, man. Yeah. That's, <coughs> yeah, that's pretty true. We have said it all. The bomb on it. Joe has dropped the bomb on it. Well, there's nothing else to say. We can go in and conclude the show. 
for coming back. We're going to re-gear everything for next month, which is March. And we're going to have some action-packed shows. I mean, I don't want y'all to miss out on any of our shows. Again, you can subscribe to the show by going to iTunes and typing in nothing but the you know the sound it has two people holding each other intimately. You subscribe to all the shows. I mean, it's been a big accomplishment. We still promote the show. We're going to still get our numbers up because more and more people listen to the show because we're keeping it real. We're not going to sit here and sugarcoat anything. Again, like I said, people got issues about our show. You know where we be at. Right here, nothing but the truth. The number again, 646-716-7911. Put it in your speed dial. Make sure that you let everyone know that we're a raw dog and all in this show. We're going to hold out as far as letting you know what's going on. We're going to hold out on as far as the people who wants to know the truth. We're going to give you the truth. We're not going to hold out on people who being a-holes. Let you know. We're going to basically deliver the truth, give you the truth, the fullest way we can. We're not going to compromise our show about any nonsense. But the whole thing is nothing but the truth. It's going to get you to the, the things that you need to accomplish a perfect relationship or near close to a perfect relationship. It's nothing really truly perfect. It's just in the mind of the beholder or whoever's seeing that in their mind. But let's not be naive. Let's not go for someone because he just got muscles and that's it. I saw someone's page tell me, well, you got muscles. I want to talk to you. Let's get beyond this goofy childish stuff and get on someone and say, well, this person's a good provider. Is this person going to be there for me when times are down? Is this person going to help me throughout those tough times? So is this person going to encourage me? Don't go for just this one thing. He got a nice body because a lot of y'all ladies getting knocked up over some dumb stuff like that. And the same for God. You're wasting your seed on some worthless broads. Let's get that out of our mind. Right now, let's get on some real game stuff, not the fake stuff that's going on. Now, again, you can go through Blog Talk Radio get our shows by going to www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash NB underscore truth at, well, not at, forward slash fee, excuse me. <laughs> I'm about to give you my website again, my email address. But we on my spaces. Well, too, it's www.myspace.com forward slash NB underscore true. You can go there and check out our information, make sure everything's cool with you. I hope things are cool with you. I don't want you to get caught up in no stupid stuff. Another thing that I want folks to watch out for is that we're going to have a lot, a lot of great things coming out for you. Mr. AG's out here. We're going to have a lot of things. We're probably going to even going to start doing shows out there on college campuses. So let us know if you want us to come by and we'll take a road trip out there. I know in Greensboro we're going to go out there. We might even go out on the nightlife and just see what's going on because that's just how we do things. But I know I've been talking and talking and talking. I'm going to go ahead and let y'all listen to what we have. I just going back and listen to our other shows. And don't be afraid to comment, email us. And if you got something negative to say, say it. But don't come off talking about, well, we're not a family show, because I'm, I'm telling you right now, we're not talking about family stuff. We're talking about all stuff in general. A lot of people want us to be a family show. It can't be family all time. you got to start from the basis, baby. But other than that, I thank you for tuning in. 
I thank Mr. A.G. and Mr. LeVon for being my co-hosts for the show and Ms. Lisa for doing a mission statement for us. Thank all you guys out there for tuning in. And other than that, peace out. 